Hello and welcome to this month's webinar uh, with best practice certification on the common elements of ISO standards. If you're somebody who has been struggling with understanding the common elements, uh, what some tips and tricks and secrets might be of how to go about this, and you want to know what that looks like into the future, we've got that in our webinar for you today. I'm Kobe Simmett. Uh, for those of you that haven't seen me before, haven't met me before, here I am live. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Best Practice Training Academy. Uh, we're here in the studio today, and a big thanks to Jack. Um, our, the rest of our crews on uh, marketing crews on holidays today, so um, they're they're away. So I've just got Jack helping me with the live stream, and um, we've got uh, obviously Training Academy running in the background. So we're here in the studio to go through these elements for you. What a great presentation! We're going to have a lot of fun with this one. I've got my little secrets for you, so the tips and tricks that I've picked up over the last 20 years working in this industry. I'm going to give you the simplified approach to this. So if you're a beginner, um, we'll give you a really simple breakdown of what's involved. If you're a more advanced person out in the industry and you're just tapping in to see what this is all about, hopefully these will be refresher points for you. Uh, we have been seeing over the last 12 months uh, with the simple, you know, our simple approach, we're seeing a lot of people say, hey, you know what, that makes a lot of sense. And, Definitely keeping things simple is, is what we advocate here at Best Practice. Keep it really simple and make it effective instead of complicated and ineffective. So try not to come up with complicated ways of doing things. Just think about what the intent is and what, the simp what a really simple way to get that outcome would be or that, you know, that success before you move on to other things. And, and I've seen people come up with complicated processes and you know we really want to do this, this and this and we want to run it in this particular way. But never gets fully gets traction and so you don't end up a getting traction b getting compliance with whatever you design and uh, and see any results in the end and so it's this constant wheel spinning uh, all of the time so i'm kobe simmett i'm um i'm the ceo here at best practice welcome i just want to do a quick attendance check um how many we've got online so far jack uh, about 15 21 perfect okay so um we've got a we've got a comments box so if you're in the training academy uh, if you're in the Best Practice Training Academy, there's a little button down the bottom that says View on YouTube. You can click that, it'll take you through to launch the event in YouTube. And then there's a comment section beside the video that's running there, the event that's running. If you're already view viewing us from YouTube, please um, give us a shout out, say hi. I'd love to know who's there, who's watching. So just give us a, a, a comment there. Hey, uh, let me know where you're watching from. I'd love to know where you guys are um, and uh, what part of the world you're in. We do have a quite a big audience globally now here at Best Practice, so um, let me know where you are. I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to see uh, see where everybody is, and and more importantly, that gets you into the, uh, the the Q and A part. If there's any questions, if there's anything as I'm going, I'll check the questions box every couple of minutes, and um, and then I can answer your questions. I'm here for you guys, so I've I'm not I don't book myself back to back when we have these webinars. I've got tons of time today. If you want to take it offline, if it's something that um, that you want to ask me, you know, as more of a direct message or a direct question, then you can send me a direct message on LinkedIn. So if you go across to LinkedIn, find my handle on LinkedIn. It's at Kobe Simat, uh, and you can send me an email. So you can just click the button and send email. I've got my uh, iPhone here with me, and those email messages will come up on my screen. So send me a hi on LinkedIn if you like, um, and if you want a, uh, a connection invite to connect with me on LinkedIn, 
The email address I use for LinkedIn is kobe at simat.com.au. And if you want to know how to spell that, you can just do a quick Google search, or I'm sure it may pop up. Oh, there it is. Uh, there on the screen for you. Um, you can use that handle. So that's uh, so at Kobe Simmet and then Kobe at simat.com.au is the email address if you want to send me a connection invite. And for a lot of people on LinkedIn, you need that email address to send that invitation. So uh, go right ahead. Um, I'll just quickly talk about some of the other stuff that's going on around me here. Um, we've got our training academy on this side. Uh, that's just a screenshot of the um, of the website, which has got a, all of our online training courses. Uh, that happens to be, if I move out of the way, it happens to be on an iPad there. Um, you can watch and consume our training content on any device, on a de desktop device or on a mobile phone, uh, a smartphone or on a tablet. Uh, it's fully mobile in terms of a training academy, so you can take your learning anywhere with you. Uh, it's a great thing to do if you've got a commute to work is to uh, purchase one of our training courses and be listening or watching on a bus on the way to work, for example, or a train or a plane or, or uh, while you're at away working. So. Um, equally, it's really, they're really great training courses to be just doing small amounts over time. So you could do 15 minutes each day just to get through the videos that are part of the training courses and that'll help in, and inspire and motivate you with, uh, with your tasks. Um, if you want to move me again, Jack, um, just what's going on with the uh, social media stuff behind me. Um, we've got lots of posts, um, lots of posts on LinkedIn uh, coming out. So the company page uh, at Best Practice on LinkedIn. Uh, the company Facebook page. So we have different messages going out on those different platforms. People are in different moods when they're on, the, on those different platforms and we try to tailor the messages. Um, you know, there's some fun stuff on our Facebook page, which is the behind the scenes, all the crazy stuff that goes on here at Best Practice. We put that in a vlog. Um, that comes out every couple of weeks. Uh, if you look on our YouTube channel, uh, that vlog's also in a playlist, the everyday CEO that Jack has a bit of fun with. It's all the bloopers and all the crazy stuff and uh, the opportunity for everyone to have a laugh at my expense. <laughs> um, and then, uh, then obviously, um, a couple of the girls here in the office play with Instagram um, and they do some great stuff on the Instagram um, page with little memes and, and snapshots. And you get a bit of an insight into the rest of our team out working with clients. So if you're a social media person, uh, there's lots of great stuff there for you to consume. And if you're not a social media person, you are missing out. So maybe jump on and take some time to have a look at it um, and, uh, and see what's there. Um, one other thing I'll just quickly mention, uh, we do do obviously certification. Uh, we're a certification organization and you can see our, a copy of our certificates there. So that's over this side. Um, that's what a certificate looks like for someone who's successfully achieved uh, a level of implementation of their management system. And then, uh, and then we obviously give them recognition for that. Just a quick point about that. When we come out to do certification, what we're actually looking for is that you have a cycle of continual improvement in place. We're not looking for explicit compliance with every word in one of these ISO standards. And I just want you to keep that in mind as we go through this presentation today. It's about the intent. And there's been a lot of discussion, particularly in this office over the last month, about you know, ISO 9001, for example, or any of the ISO standards being a grudge purchase or a grudge buy. And, and people are forced into the ISO environment begrudgingly. And so I just want to clarify that that's not the intent of the standard. And, and the standard in this industry does cop, cop a fair bit of flack that, um, that, you know, people are pushed into it and it doesn't add any value. 
these standards are amazing. They've got great systems and great frameworks to follow to help organisations grow and improve. Where the grudge factor comes from is when an organisation, a supplier, is forced by a customer. So if you're tendering or contracting to a specific client and your client's saying, we want you to have ISO 9001, and, when, and, and it's only when you get ISO 9001 or any of the other ISO standards that we'll let you supply to us. So what I'd advise and what we try to encourage people to do is actually step into the shoes or the, of the stakeholder who is requesting ISO. Now, whether it might be the board of your organisation, so it might be the executive directors of the organisation, it might be a, um, a customer. Have a think about, well, if they're asking for it, what's their intent? Because I can, what's their intent? Because and talk about the intent of these standards, it's about business improvement and innovation. It's not about compliance, it's not about big piles of documents, it's about continual improvement and continuous improvement over time. And so that implies looking at and measuring your performance and then doing things to improve your organisation's performance or maintain your organisation's performance. So I just wanted to give some context to start this webinar. I will talk about the common elements and I'm going to get into that. But it's important to set that context. The context that we're here to discuss today and whenever we're discussing ISO standards is about performance improvement. About continue, you know, we can say continual improvement, but continual improvement's hard. And I can talk about why that's hard and I can talk about, say, for example, Elliott Wave Theory or Fibonacci Theory. And Elliott Wave Theory talks about waves of improvement or waves of growth. And so, and so does the Fibonacci uh, principle talks about expansion. So if those are things you've never heard of, it would, it would be a good idea to write them down as a little note now and come back to them. And I will be releasing some documents, you know, as a five tips, tricks handbook over the next couple of months that will have some of these definitions. I'm writing, literally writing it now. Some of these things I talk about like Fibonacci and talk about Elliott wave theory. And in that context, that's why it's hard to con have continuous improvement. It's continuous improvement is unsustainable, but growth and a plateau and growth and a plateau or consolidation is definitely something that, uh, that, that is achievable. So let's keep that in mind. So the context for today is about setting up a system using ISO standards and the common elements of ISO standards to have continual improvement and that's part of your self-evaluation system. So that's gonna be my focus for the common elements that I'll go through for you guys today. We'll be talking about the common elements in the context of ISO standards, ISO 9001, ISO 14001, the new international standard for safety, which I've got here in my hot little hands, uh, ISO 45001, uh, the, the information security standard 27001. And it's about going back to a beginner's approach, a basics approach to do some technical analysis and talk about, okay, what's in those standards? And we'll have a look at that. Okay, thank you, Jack. Okay, I just wanna quickly talk about, um, obviously hear about best practice and, and, and what we're here to do. The, the, if we go back to that context, which I talked about continuous improvement and I talked about stakeholders, it's, it's our mission here to inspire customer confidence, to work with you, help you and your organization to improve the, the view that your customers have of you and your organization. That's what we're passionate about. We're, you know, it's acts of service on our part to help you through using, using systems like this, prescribed guidelines like this to follow, because we don't have to invent them, we can just pick parts of it and we can use that to build and manage and control and grow the organization. So our why here at Best Practice 
is really simple and focused. What I'm very passionate about and the team around me is very passionate about is helping organisations with growth and improvement. Helping organisations to achieve better levels of profitability, higher levels of safety, higher levels of environmental sustainability, you know, good quality uh, information and knowledge security management. And, and ultimately, if we, if we were to summarise that, help you guys and grow the, the management of your strategic risks. And we're going to talk about risks as we go through this because it's one of the common elements of the standards. So whether you're interested in quality, safety, environment, information security, or any of the other standards as we go, we want to be thinking about strategic risk management, and we want to be thinking about that, that improvement context that I just talked about. So I do want to talk about the success factors. Um, when, when ISO, um, I'll come back to this handout in a second. Um, um, when ISO released 45001, which is the newest international management system standard. Now, the other standards will now follow a review and we'll see them come out pretty quickly as they marry up this. What happened for the first time, which is really interesting, is ISO 45001 documented what they called success factors. And they documented 10 success factors in the safety standard. Now, you guys are a clever group of people and the fact that you are joining us for these webinars I'm very proud of you in terms of like looking and learning and growing and finding more knowledge. Now this is one of the secrets that exists in a safety standard, but it's applicable to other parts of the business. Is, is get yourself a copy of ISO 45001, and if you haven't got one, wait three or four more days and you'll be able to buy a hard copy of this standard from our website. We're, we're just about to release, hard, be able to sell, we've just been approved to sell the hard copy ISO standards. We've got some beautiful documents that we can get to people. Now I just want to take you through success factors and I'm just going to quickly find it to get myself on the right page. Um, it is in, it is on page uh, Roman numerals 4 or VI, it's section 0.3, it's called success factors. Now this is one of, I guess, my industry secrets that I like to talk about it's been kept a bit of a secret and I'm promoting as much as I can on YouTube so that you guys will get to know this. And you may have already seen some of our videos on this, but the success factors are what we should then be focusing on. So don't focus on, do I need a document? Do I need a procedure? Do I need a manual? Do I, what do I need? Because I see you guys wasting a huge amount of time and seeing huge amounts of frustration around what documents should I have? Don't worry about that stuff. I want you to worry about these things. There's 10 success factors that are generic and they apply to any organization, and it's about your wish list. And I'd like to think that some of these things are part of your wish list. So what is your wish list? Let me know, comment beside this video if you like, say hi if you, if you agree with this. It's on our wish list to have top management, leadership commitment, responsibilities, and accountabilities defined, so people know what to do. It's on our wish list, top management, developing, leading, and promoting a culture in the organization that supports the intended outcomes of your system, so your intended safety outcome, or your environment outcome, or your quality outcome. It's on your wish list to have great communication. It's on your wish list to have great consult consultation and participation of workers where they exist, uh, or, or if that can't happen, groups, group representation. It's on your wish list to have allocation of necessary resources to do what you need to do. It's on your wish list to have great policies which are compatible with the overall strategic objectives of the organisation. It's on your wish list to have effective processes for identifying risks and opportunities and taking advantage of those. It's on your wish list to have continual performance evaluation 
and monitoring of the system to improve the overall performance of the organization. It's on your wish list to have integration of the system into all your business processes, not sitting off to the side. It's on your wish list to have great objectives that align with the policies and they take into account risks and opportunities in the organization. And one final one, it's on your wish list. Can you show me that contents page? To, oh sorry, the last final one, because it's cut off this page, is to have good quality compliance with legal and other requirements. Now, I tweaked my language there because those are the success factors that are documented for the safety management system in 45001, but they're generically applicable. And that's one of the great secrets. So I guess it's one of the secrets to our success here at Best Practice is we've picked the good parts from each of the standards and we've assembled them into this integrated thought process around strategically managing risk. So, um, thanks Jack, if we just move to that next slide. This video here, if you just make me small for a minute, this is the video that's available on our YouTube channel. It's about, how long is it Jack? 17 minutes. 17 minutes. This is a great quality 17 minute video that we've recently put together in the last couple of weeks talking in depth about those success factors. What they look like, excuse me, what they look like for you. So if you go and look for that 10 steps to have a successful management system video on our YouTube channel, there's no catch, it's just a great resource. We just thought, you know what, let's tell people about this. It's no secret, we just wanna, it's, it helps you to understand how to make this simple. So if, documents are a good way to achieve those success factors, then go create them. But it's not my belief that they are. I feel that great quality communication and having the business focus on that wish list that I just read out, and it is in the standard, you can just tweak it and say, this is our wish list. Take that to the executive and say, what do you guys want to focus on out of this? And pick out the projects, the easy fruit, and then move through it. Because if you can move through and be you know, increasing your level, your score out of 10, if you like, against each of those 10 success factors, you're gonna have a great, great organization into the future. And people are gonna enjoy that journey of improvement, more importantly. So go see if you can find that video, and, uh, and then we'll go, uh, and, and, and then you know comment below that video. Say, hey, watch the webinar. Um, we get all the comments for every video in our YouTube inbox. Say, watch the webinar. Uh, yes, I agree or disagree with that particular video. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. Okay, um, we'll drop the, actually, we'll get Jack, to drop the link to that video in the comments beside this webinar so that you can just click the link, make it really easy for you to go watch that particular video. Okay, um, now, we've got here uh, the contents page of ISO 45001. Now, I don't just wanna, I don't want you guys to jump to the, oh, but he always talks about safety or he always talks about ISO 9001. We are trying to mix it up a bit. What I want you to understand first and foremost about the common elements across the ISO standards now, ISO 9001, 14001, 45001, 27001, and even to a certain extent emerging in the HACCP space, for those of you in the food safety environment, if, you, if, if HACCP is an area of interest for you. These standards all now follow a set format. So the contents page here, or what you can see here on the screen, uh, right from one through to, uh, I think is it 10, nine and 10 down here, uh, at the bottom of the page there, um, they are generic headings now. So all of the standards now have common elements. So then I thought, okay, well, we're not gonna stand up here for a 45 minute session, you know, an hour with questions and answers uh, to talk you guys through, you know, all of the common elements. I've picked out 
what I think are the 10 most important elements of these standards and the elements where I feel if you can double down in those areas, you will have a better self-evaluation system. So the self-evaluation system that I talked about at this the beginning of this webinar, I'm interested in helping you guys improve. If you could, um, at the moment, for example, I'm going to the gym almost every day and I'm, and I'm on a campaign to improve a particular area of my fitness. So I'm looking at the weight that I can lift, I'm looking at the, the cardio that I can do, the, the, the time and my endurance and those sorts of things. And I'm also looking at my weight because I'm trying to lift more weight but not put on weight if that makes sense. So I'm checking in on myself and I'm measuring my statistics and I'm doing that on a day-to-day -day basis and I'm making small changes every day and then some bigger changes each week to my routine. So if exercise is a topic that resonates with you or sports and fitness is, an is a topic that resonates with you, tracking your performance with numbers and times and weights and all those sorts of things, calories, kilojoules, energy, all that sort of stuff. What we're talking about in the organization is exactly the same thing. And often I see that that gets lost. The tracking of performance, the graphs, getting a clear picture of your organization's performance is the thing that gets lost. So we're gonna focus on that as we move through. But what I just wanna point out is if you put any of these standards side by side now, they all follow the same format. There are some distinct differences in how in the risk part, the risk management part of these standards, it treats the topics a little bit differently. Like in OHS, it's more explicitly requiring consultation of workers because it relates to their safety. Um, in, in the quality standard, it more explicitly talks about a stakeholder analysis, for example, and looking at managing customer satisfaction, customer expectations and customer satisfaction. In the environment standard, it talks about things like, you know, environmental aspects and impacts and environmental risks. And, you know, the state, some of the stakeholders in environmental management can't really speak up for themselves. Like, you know, the, the, the natural environment, the flora and fauna can't speak up for itself. So you can't consult. So, you know, and I know, that's, <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but there is, is some little subtle differences as you deal with the individual topics and that's okay, but generically, these manage, management system standards now are designed to enable really seamless, seamless integration of your risk-based thinking or your strategic risk management approach to risks related to customers, risks related to safety and staff and suppliers and contractors and customers, risks related to the environment, risks related to information security. So at a very high level, uh, we talk about what cycle you would then follow and you can um, you can see here that the standards then follow and you can see it in the contents page now they follow the cycle of continual improvement that was pioneered by Edwards Deming way back at the beginning of this industry and talks about plan do check and act so if we go is where is it over here so we've got plan do check and act over the other side there so when when we look at that cycle, you can see that more explicitly stated. Now I said I would talk about the common elements. There's planning elements, there's doing elements, there's checking elements, and there's acting elements. And I think the checking with a better, with a better term, if you like, uh, is gonna give you a better insight. So we've come up with our own model. First of all, we've said, we don't think it starts with plan, because no one plans. People just get in and do stuff, they jump in, they don't think about the consequences of their actions. And so they just jump in and then they go, oops, that didn't work. Okay, so my thoughts in terms of the basics of this, in terms of what would be the generic elements to start to think about and the common elements to start to look at, 
I'd be focusing on if I if I was you, and this is my strong advice, is to start looking at the checking elements. So we basically jump in and we start doing. It starts with do, then we check and go, oh, hang on a minute. Or someone else checked on us. That didn't go well, that worked. That worked or that didn't work or this isn't working anymore. And we go, all right, what do we need to improve because this isn't working? Or what do we need to improve because that didn't work? And then we act on it and then maybe we build a bit of a plan as we sort of map out, okay, well, what are we gonna do differently? So when someone says, what are we gonna do differently? That's planning. It's quite simply planning. And it was like, oh, well, what, you know, we know how we went. We know how we didn't go. What are we going to do to improve? So we had to think about this earlier in the week as we we're preparing for this webinar. And this is the first time we've documented what we think is our model uh, and what we'd recommend that you write this down. So the, the slide that's about to come up, thanks Jack, is something we think you probably should steal. And maybe it's something that goes on the wall in your office, which is, and I'll just move out of the way a little bit, execute, monitor, and improve. And so if you could keep it really simple, don't worry too much about planning so much, but execute, monitor, improve. Okay, part of that improvement is obviously identifying, okay, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna do it? What are we gonna do? Then you execute on that stuff. And this would be a weakness that I see in a lot of organizations that we do assessments of. Here at Best Practice, we're doing about 2,500, it's probably more like 3,000 assessments a year now. Um, and, and, and that's a lot where we're going and seeing organizations, we're assessing it against these standards or we're talking to people or we've got online calls. We do lots of online calls through uh, Skype and Google Hangouts internationally. If you're not in Australia and you want some help from us, we can schedule some time with you to do a Google Hangout or a Skype call and give you some guidance and advice on, on, on how to go about this. So, and, and where we would recommend that you focus, what parts of the standard to focus on. So if you need help with a gap analysis or something like that and you're not in Australia, uh, it's easy. We just jump on Skype or Google Hangouts and, and we can spend some time together. Or, of course, keep doing these webinars. So think about what you're monitoring. And could your monitoring be improved? Have you got a clear picture of your organization's performance? And this is where I'd, I'd point you to the first element, which is performance evaluation. It's my view that the common element of performance evaluation is where we get to see different parts of the different standards or the different column common elements, whether safety affects financial performance, financial performance affects um, you know, quality performance, you know, all those sorts of things. So your business might be growing very rapidly and the level of customer service drops or quality drops. Um, you know, we are very, very busy and we drop the ball on supply times or back orders or those sorts of things. So, so performance evaluation, section nine, I think is probably the most common element. And really, the systems build themselves around that. So if you could focus your attention more on how is data collected, reported, and made easily available and able to be read, rather than wasting time on versions of policies and procedures and documents. It's, it's my view that if you focus there, then your business and the people in your business will start to take ownership of what it is that they need to achieve. So as a systems manager, systems representative or director, clear numbers and clear performance are going to help your staff move through the levels. Like when people, when people start in an organization, you know, they're, they're initially, they're interested. You know, they come and join the, the business and they're new in their job and they're interested. You know, and then over time, they slowly become engaged. And then, if they're, you know, if, if, if they're really on the journey with the organization, they, get, they show commitment. But it's not until you get to that level in your organization with your teams where they show ownership 
and they demonstrate ownership of their post, of their role, of their purpose, that you really start to see the organization take improvement away from you as the systems manager, away from you as the ISO person and into their team. And you then form the support in terms of helping them with that self-evaluation cycle and that self-evaluation process. So, because that's ultimately what we're looking for. You know, the, back to the very beginning of this webinar where we talked about customers and customers specifying ISO standards, that's ultimately what they're looking for. They're saying, we're gonna buy this product or service from you. We wanna know that that product or service is gonna be consistent and slowly improving over time. And if there are issues, those issues will be quickly resolved and our outcome that we're paying for is the same and consistent with our specification. And the time and the cost and all that sort of stuff. So have a think about that. So the common element of performance evaluation can be run as an integrated dashboard. What that looks like for you could look like a dashboard where there's a whole bunch of graphs. Uh, it, could be, it could be something that's put up on a screen. It could be printed and go on the wall. Here at Best Practice, just for, for, for the sake of politics and, and promotion, we print them and we put them on the wall. And that shows, it gives people a picture, it shows them what that looks like. And we've talked about dashboards and performance and statistics in these webinars before. Now moving to, to, sorry mate, go back for me. So, so that's monitoring. In terms of improvement, that, that's section 10. So the common element of section 10 is about improvement. It talks about things like internal audits. Uh, it talks about, um, and, we'll, and we'll have a look at, um, we looked at the contents page already, didn't we? Yeah, so you know, inter, in, internal audits, non-conformance, corrective preventative action, that sort of stuff, which is, down here, <laughs> down, down here uh, on the contents page. Um, so that's, it's those two standards that, that I'd argue that people grab the standard and they start up here at the top and they go, right, what do we need to do? We need to do this, 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 and this. So the advice I'm giving you in terms of column, common elements is start with these sections down the bottom, nine and 10. Management review, I think is really, really critical if you want to take us to that, to that model again, uh, Jack. So yeah. Thanks, mate. So, so in terms of uh, improvement, we can then move to execution. And execution really is where we're then talking about, you know, the who, what, when, where, how, and why. And, and those are the plans. But that's really where you can empower other people in your organization to really own their post and say, here's the dashboard, and you're giving them the numbers. Here's an improvement system, if you like, uh, that. The, the formal capture of issues that are wrong or performance that's lacking. And then they can say, you can say, well, what do you guys want to do about this? What do you propose to do about this? And when would you like to look at the numbers to see if what you're doing is working? And that's, I think, certainly for me as the leader in this organization, the thing that I'm starting to become accustomed to is not fixing the problem for everybody and trying to run around and spread myself really thin, but saying, okay, I've empowered you and I've given you visibility of how you're performing in your teams performing and your numbers are going. Now let's set up forums for, and what are you gonna do about that? So we have a fortnightly executive where the managers here at Best Practice get together every, Tuesday, every second Tuesday and we say, how's the numbers? What are you doing about that? And that's really the basis of that gathering to see if we can clear blockages. I need help from this person, I need that fixed, I need this fixed, and we can get that solid and then move on for the next two weeks and continue to improve our organization. Okay, so really interesting little model, worth, worth just noting that down. Execute, monitor, improve. And, and back to what we actually do here at Best Practice, that's what we're certifying. We're certifying, do you monitor? 
do you have an improvement system or a way of capturing your to-do list? Is your to-do list prioritized? And then how are you executing and how are you moving forward? So did you set yourself a list of things that you were going to improve and are you starting to tick those things off? Have you had a list in the past? Did you tick it off? How'd you go? And that you're saying, yes, the things I put on my to-do list actually improved my performance. They were fo we focused on things that matter. Thanks, Chuck. Okay, so what does that look like in terms of a flow? That looks like section 9.3, the common element, management review, the common element of 6.1, planning, the common element of 5.3, roles and responsibilities, which is the who, what, when, where, how, and then the common element of 10, which is improvement. So going forward, there's the monitoring section, which is section nine, obviously, um, and management review is a key part of that, but the monitoring and measurement part and then improvement. So we're looking at monitor, uh, we're looking at um, execution, and then we're looking at improvement, if that makes sense. Okay, so really great little flowchart there. To keep it simple, I think the four most important parts or the four most important common elements of the standards and the systems, and then with the topical areas of things like, you know, okay, how do we manage quality specifically and specification? How do we manage safety? How do we manage environment? You know, that does come through in, in, in 6.1, but the common element across them all is this self-evaluation cycle. So that is, um, thanks Jack, if you want to bring that definition up, I think it's, it's time for us to just quickly talk about, okay, well, how do we bring this together? The standards talk about a systematic approach to management. So just a quick Google search brings up a definition and it's a process used to determine the viability of a product or procedure based on the experimental application of clearly defined and repeatable uh, steps of an evalu and evaluation of outcomes. So, so I guess what we're trying to achieve in terms of the who, what, when, where, how is defined repeatable steps that deliver repeatable level of performance. And I've seen too often that people document procedures, but there wasn't a lot of research into that, that that's the defined repeatable step that gives the optimum performances an outcome. It's just, we just wrote down what we do. And so that's why I constantly advocate, don't write procedures, don't write stuff down, focus on the numbers. I see, it, I see that it's far more effective focusing on the numbers and then empowering your people to keep notes and guidelines, not procedures, but notes and guidelines of the tips and tricks that they need to remind themselves of to deliver that winning outcome time after time after time. Does that make sense? So, I mean, if you've got a different approach, if you've got a different opinion, if you've got a comment, please post in the comments below, beside the video uh, or beside this webinar so that I can get a sense of how you're feeling. But we want, what we want to actually achieve is outcomes. We want to achieve the same level of performance or an improved level of performance. We don't want our performance to decline. That's what we want. What We don't want documents, policies and procedures and all that stuff written down and all that bureaucracy of policies and processes and ISO in the past. I want to bring you guys to focus on performance and performance improvement. So if we focus on performance improvement and then we focus on our leadership and communication skills, we empower people to figure it out for themselves, if that makes sense. And, and notes and guidelines, and I had a meeting with a, 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 one of our valued clients yesterday here in our office. They came in to see us and see how we do things. And we talked about that. We said, look, you don't need defined 
you know, rigid policies and procedures in your organisation, but teams keeping notes of tips and tricks on how to do things, much the same as a, a master chef would on a cooking show. Here's my tips and tricks for doing this to repeat a beautiful outcome. Uh, much more effective way of going forward than being, you know, mandatory. Because you can specify a recipe with step one, two, three, four, five, and you still are going to get a deficient outcome without the tips and tricks. And so, you know, the procedure is less effective than someone who's empowered and motivated, has the number, and, and also maybe has seen a picture or a video of what the end result should look like. And we're definitely learning that here at Best Practices. You guys want to see the end result. Uh, of what's going on and we're trying to talk you know talk you through and you know talking in our videos about what that looks like what that looks like is a team that are motivated a team and people in your business that go to their graph or their statistic or their report on a regular basis like daily and look at how they're going so live dashboards in software are a great way to show somebody how you're going and our sales team have that here in best practice with our crm and our operations team have that in our our Excello database, the database we use to actually track how we're performing and, you know, times and dates and deadlines, how they're tracking tasks, that sort of stuff. And so that live reporting for our team has empowered them to actually be more engaged and, and own their numbers rather than, you know, being, getting frustrated that they're not following our policies and procedures. Okay. Is there, is there I'll just quickly check the questions box. Is there any questions? before I keep going with my rant. Um, okay, hello, ProTech again. Thanks for coming back. Uh, thanks for coming back. Thanks for joining us again. Um, so corporate risk register that uh, is split up into categories of environment, WHS and systems. We cover what process are affected treatment and interested parties, etc. If we, issue, if, we issue, uh, if we have an issue in our monthly meeting, something is brought to our attention, uh, goes on the risk register to make sure it doesn't happen again. Are we doing enough? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. That's perfect. Um, the, probably the only piece of advice I'd give you is how do you actually check back to ensure that that thing that you changed uh, has you continually improving? So, um, you know, if you guys, if, if you and Nico sit there and, and actually... Um, you know, if you, if you say, right, this is what we're going to do in your monthly meeting, this is what we're going to do to improve, how do you lock that in? I'm interested to know the guideline or the tip and the trick that you guys specify to, you know, to change how you guys, are, uh, with your projects going forward. Does that make sense? So drop it on your risk register, but you, you then want your risk register to be the tool that you're constantly referring to. Don't worry about the standard, don't worry about us. I want the controls that you put in your risk register pre to prevent things happening again. I want that to be front of mind so that you use it daily and you go, oh, actually, don't forget to do this because that'll go wrong, if that makes sense. So find out, work out a way to actually pull that stuff out of that risk register, get it up on the wall. You know, don't forget to turn the lights off when you leave. You know, that's the sort of stuff that's meant to come out of a risk register. Don't, you're doing more than enough for the standard. Um, your whole management system there at ProTech is fantastic, but focus on what you can do to prevent those issues reoccurring on projects. Okay, any more questions? No, okay, good. All right, so um, that's really about, you know, the four common elements that I wanted to cover that are, the, that, are, that are the ones to focus on in terms of building out your systems. Of course, there are other common approaches you can take that address the different standards. And I'll cover it in another webinar, but I'll just give you, if you want to just quickly take some notes, and we haven't got a slide on this, it's a, a bit of extra information for you, is, 
we talk about what would generically be the system that you'd cover. So I was just talking about the uh, risk register then from that question there in the questions box from Protech. The risk register that they've got could spill out of a SWOT analysis. So strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So doing a session where you look at, um, and even the step before that, the stakeholder analysis. So you do a stakeholder analysis, and, and, and let me start again. Step one, a stakeholder analysis. Who are specifically all the stakeholders in your organization or for your organization or related to your organization? All of them. Put their specific names and their specific phone numbers or web, web addresses or email addresses if you can. Because it makes you think specifically about what it is you need to do or manage in your organization for the benefit of that stakeholder. Moving then into risk register, you can start to specify what are the things we need to do and avoid with each of those stakeholders. Those would be your risks, and that's the time for your SWOT analysis. So stakeholder analysis, SWOT analysis. Once you've done your SWOT analysis, what are our strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats with each of those stakeholders? And then what do we need to do? When do we need to do it? Who needs to do it? How do they do it? So that's the who, what, when, where, how of that that process where we say, okay, well, we, you know, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Once we've identified the strengths, what are we going to do about that? The weaknesses, what are we going to do about that? Opportunities, what are we going to do about that? And the threats, what are we going to do about that? And more importantly, when? And the follow-up on when is probably my weakness here in our business is we say, right, let's do this. But then I fail because I get so busy to do the follow-up with people and say, actually, we identified that issue, that opportunity, that threat, that weakness. We said we would do this to fix it. Have you done it? Yes or no? And so what I'm being coached on by my mentors is to say, okay, well, what you, you're good at asking people, what are you going to do about that? But then you're going to say by when and having an agreed time. And that's, that's my area that I'm working on to improve myself and my, my journey over the next month or so is to start to say to people, okay, what's the deadline? And agree on a deadline. And some people, the deadline might need to be a little bit longer because they're like, yeah, I'll have it to you by tomorrow. And I'm like, no, you won't because you've got all these other things. Let's, you know, mid next week is okay. And some people will say, I'll get, get it to you next month. And I'll be saying, okay, well, that's fine. How about the middle of next week? So some people need a little bit more time and some people need a little bit less time. And some people always ask for more and some people uh, obviously tell you less. So that's gonna be my journey, my leadership development over the next month or so. So start thinking about that. So then obviously we wanna build our dashboard. So an organization such as ProTech got a big board on the wall with all of their graphs, or oh, they did have uh, the same as us. Um, they've, they've taken a similar approach to how we track our performance. Um, so how do you guys track your performance? We also post it on our intranet site here at Best Practice. Every Monday afternoon we po post the graphs for the previous week and then interested people can have a look at how they're tracking, manage their numbers. But every day as we're build, constantly building and improving our databases that we use, our CRM and ERP database, our financial database, people log directly into those databases and look at the live numbers and that motivates them to keep chasing improvement. Okay, questions. Um, I'm here for you guys. Uh, we've got uh, 15 minutes or so for me to ask questions. I've got a couple of standards here while Jack's getting the questions for me. Anything there? Okay, thanks. Perfect. Yes, Elmer, that's exactly right. Uh, an audit of that process. Perfect. Um, okay, anybody else there? Just give me a hi and say, hey, uh, let me know where you're from. Hi Nicole, feels like play school. 
hello, I can see Nicole, I can see Elma, I can see Renee. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. So anyone else there, there's a comments um, page across uh, beside the video. Uh, so anybody else there, just say hey. Let me know where you are. I'd like to know where everybody is and what they're up for. Now, hot off the press. Any more questions? Like while you guys are, um, any questions? I'm here for you guys. Anything you want my help with, I can help you with it right now. So if you've got a question, if you want to send me a direct message because you're a bit nervous about posting in that public forum, you can send me a direct message on LinkedIn. Um, but hot off the press is issue three of certified. So keep an eye on the Training Academy for the button for this. Uh, this is going to come out in the next uh, couple of days. I'm not exactly sure we're going to load it. We've got two more little changes we need to make, little improvements, and then it'll go to press. So if you're in our uh, post, if we have your postal address uh, in our database already, and you've been receiving issues one and two, uh, it'll come out to you. This is issue three, uh, and it's going to be available for download probably by, well, probably after the weekend, so by Monday or Tuesday next week. So jump across on the Training Academy. As soon as that happens, we'll post the link everywhere so that people can download it. And it's a great magazine. We've been writing articles on risk-based thinking in this particular issue. Uh, there's some improvement models. Uh, there's an article on 45,001, what that means for everybody, because it's out now. Um, there's stuff on business strategy. There's some um, disaster stuff, some risk management articles. It's a risk, lots of risk-based stuff. Uh, whoops, I've dropped the pages because it's falling apart. Um, risk ranking, um, all sorts of great stuff. So uh, lots happening in terms of um, what's going on in the risk industry. My thought, my personal thoughts on it. The profile on one of our guys, Frederick. Um, and more importantly than anything else is, if I can find the page, because I've gone the wrong way through the magazine, because it's all upside down, it's getting printed, is the page of the dates of upcoming webinars. There they are. So in the back of the magazine, you'll see the dates here, next to this blue ad of Lucidity Software, um, you'll see the dates of um, what's going up with um, free webinars. Um, so Lucidity Software are one of our sponsors. They contribute to the printing cost of this magazine. Uh, they've got a great software system that I've looked at. I don't have any personal involvement with them. Uh, they're just a separate company, but we do like their product um, and they contribute to the cost of this and getting it out to you guys, this free magazine. So we, we put lots of time in putting this together um, and they, can, they help us uh, cover the cost there. So if reaching our customers is something that you guys are interested in and you want to help us promote and grow this mag, this great magazine that we're building here at Best Practice. We do take sponsors and advertisers to, to assist us with the costs involved. So uh, it's something that, you know, it's no revenue, we don't charge for it, we just write a bunch of great articles that are, that are there to keep helping you guys with your career. So look out for issue three of Certified, and then there's a bit of information there about our why on the back. So great, glossy magazine that's coming your way. Okay, any more questions? Okay, so... Um, uh, Okay. <laughs> okay, Nicole, the, the no procedures thing. Okay, um, let me talk about that. The in, if we go back 15 years, the ISO standards specified like 15 mandatory procedures and that's what people got lost in worrying about writing those procedures. With your team and the people around you, have a think about the most effective media to get messages to them. And... 
I'm not an advocate of procedures because I don't feel and I don't see and I don't observe that the written form of word, the black and white text, that is procedures in general, is an effective way of getting humans to deliver that repeat performance. And we did that, you know, we did that Google search about 20 minutes ago of systematic approach to management. And so what are the steps that your people need to follow to get the outcome? And, and for someone new or someone who's forgotten those steps, what's an effective way to remind them of what they need to do? And so that's when I talk a lot about, and I'm, I'm, at, I'm trying to take you to the, to the, not the devil's advocate end of the spectrum, but to the far end of the spectrum that says, can we find another way to get high performance out of our people and compliance out of our people without thinking that the way to do that is by writing everything down? And if you think about the hierarchy of control that's used in safety and you apply that to any type of risk in your organization, administration is the bottom of the hierarchy of control. So lots of organizations are jumping straight to, we better write procedures, but we know that's the most ineffective control to control and manage risk. So can you engineer the process? Can, you know, first and foremost, what's the most effective form of media you could use? I like video. Like you can see my body language, you can see my passion, you can see my, you know, like how I'm projecting myself. I'm very excited, very motivated about this particular topic, which inspires you and you feel engaged. But if I was to just write all these words down in a black and white document and send you a post or an email, I'd never get the same level of engagement. And so that's what I'm campaigning is I'm campaigning to not not focus on writing procedures. I'm not saying don't have them if they're required. You may have a customer that requires it. You might have a regulator like WorkCover or WorkSafe or a Workplace Health and Safety Regulator or a, or a contractual requirement or a legal requirement to document things. But don't use those as the way to guide people to optimum performance. Think about what's the best way to engage and motivate and get people excited. Like even Jack sitting in the chair behind the camera nodding and going, yeah, I'm in. So that's what I want you guys to be thinking about. If it's something like video, if it's, or if it's pictures, you know, we see for, for bilingual workforces, we see photos of the finished product instead of, you know, the written procedure in 10 different languages because people see the photo and it's a thousand, you know, the photo tells a thousand words, picture tells a thousand words. So that's how I want you to be thinking. So when I say don't write procedures, don't jump to that as just because everybody's doing it it's the right way to do it. It's not. The right way is engaging communication that motivates and inspires and has people buy into repeating that performance that you need, repeating those steps, repeating those tasks, repeating those behaviors you need to get that level of compliance you're looking for. Does that help, Nicole? Yeah, that's exactly right. So I can see your comment there about a regular, um, you know, what Catherine's saying about, um, absolutely, you know, regulators look for documents, but they look for that because it's a butt covering exercise. First and foremost, the regulator doesn't want to be held to blame for the incident. Then they want to start to blame somebody and they're looking for those documents. But we know that those documents are not the way to get the winning performance out of people. You can present a video, a photo, any other form of guidance in, in your defense from an incident. If an incident investigation needs to be documented, it could, the whole incident investigation of what you're looking for could be videoed, for example, with a smartphone. 
um, you know, a, a device like this. And Jack and I did a test two weeks ago. We went and had a meeting with a customer. In fact, the customer that was in our office yesterday. We videoed the whole meeting. There's no need for minutes because there's, it's on record, it's on video, everything that was said. Now, for a lot of people that is quite confronting, but not for me because I'm on video and I'm being recorded every day. So everything that I say, everything that I do for the most part is recorded on video. And so I'm, I'm getting used to it. I got comfortable being uncomfortable in this process. So, so you know, there's, there's navigating all the things with legal privilege and lawyers and all that sort of stuff, but there's nothing better than a video to tell the truth. And in fact, you know, the footy on a Friday night gets videoed and they go back to the video ref. What actually happened? Because the minute that the, the present is gone, a set of words is not a record of the present and what took place, but a video is a better record of the present and what took place. And in fact, the video is easier to produce because you press record, you press stop, you press save, it's done. But to write a procedure policy or a procedure is a long time. So I just want to, my intent here is to get you guys thinking and I want to make your job easier and faster to capture winning and peak performance. And I want to make your jobs more desirable in terms of really getting the outcomes that you wish, really getting those that wish list that I talked about at the beginning of the webinar. So yes, of course, a regulator, but let's, let's put that on the regulators and let's push the regulators to say, well, why aren't you guys as regulators encouraging more effective communication and more effective media that helps everybody be safer, that helps everybody get great performance. Why are the regulators, you know, they, they're saying use the hierarchy of control, but then they're saying, you know what, document everything, which is the bottom of the hierarchy of control. So, yeah, interesting, um, interesting debate. So, uh, what else we got in questions? Oh, you want me to talk about Facebook? Okay, <laughs> okay. yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll quickly talk about that. So. Um, Facebook, I just want to talk about how we train our people here at Best Practice. Um, we've got a private secret Facebook group that we invite all the members of the team here at Best Practice to join. They don't have to be friends on Facebook. They don't have to be users of Facebook. But if they're not on Facebook, we give them an anonymous profile with an anonymous handle, anonymous name, and we invite them to be a member of that group because that group tracks the feed. What then happens is, we post training videos, we post important information, we post updates to people in that Facebook group. Then what happens is Facebook, the algorithm, or the, the, the template, if you like, of the Facebook group, shows the administrator of the group who's seen it. And that's our training register. That's our record of attendance because it, it gives view duration, if it's a video or a live post on Facebook, and it gives an attendance register. Now in a recent audit here with our regulated Jazzans, they accepted that as our training attendance record. So they said, how do you train your staff? We said, we post videos in a Facebook group, we put posts in a Facebook group. And they said, how do you know that people have watched it? We showed them the record and it showed who'd seen all the posts. It also showed who hadn't seen the post and we were able to say, these people have seen it and these people haven't. And then they said, and then that went on to another form. So they said, yeah, that's fantastic. They jumped straight to, well, how are you gonna train the rest? Well, in the private Facebook group, you can push a notification to get the rest of the people to look at the post if it's an important post. So it's a great tool, it's a great device that we've been playing with. We've had that private Facebook group now for two years. And so we no longer have an A4 page where we write people's names of who attended training. We just go back to the post and we look at which users have seen that post. And it's a far more effective, faster way 
of making the bureaucracy, the bureaucratic part of our management system simple and effective. And more importantly, our people love watching videos instead of reading documents. And so they're more, they're more likely to engage and own the content if they're watching instead of reading. Um, okay, cool. Um, I like the emojis, keep the emojis coming. <laughs> um, have you guys got any more questions? We're, we've got about five more minutes. Uh, if you want to have a personal conversation with me, if you want to chat to me or ask me any questions, send me a direct message on LinkedIn. That's a great way to get me. Um, there's lots of great stuff happening on our Facebook page. And also what I'll do is I'll hang around for the next uh, probably hour or so on the live chat that's part of our website. So the Best Practice Certification website has a live chat function. If you go to bestpracticecertification.com.au, a little live chat window pops up. And if you've got any questions, I'll hang about on that live chat and you can live chat with me on the website. Okay, um, uh, most of our webinars, the team come up with a, a great webinar offer. And so what have we got there behind me? Um, we've got buy two, get one free. So uh, the thing that basically supports this functionality of our webinars and our great content is the revenue from our training academy and our great courses. Um, about two years ago, we moved the majority of our training courses into an online environment for a couple of reasons. I was observing that people were obviously turning up to a training course and doing the training course on the day, getting the manual, going home, but basically forgetting all the content. So what we decided to do was video all of our training and put the manuals and attachments and anything that goes with the courses into an online learning management portal or a content, I should say, content management portal. And rather than focusing on being an RTO where, or, or, a, or a regulated training provider, we're focusing on helping you grow and giving you great skills and knowledge. So it's not the place to go to get RTO accreditation, it's the place to go to get the skills you need to grow and learn and be a better person and more efficient. So we've had a lot of fun, they're great videos. It's something that I don't want you to miss out on, so we've got a bundle deal here as part of this offer. But there's an essentials course there where in this format we go step by step through the three different standards in this instance, so you can pick any of those three standards. We go step by step through those standards and we talk about the intent of each clause. We talk obviously about some of the common elements, but specifically about each clause of the standard, giving our view of the world from our experience doing all of those assessments every year. So they're fantastic courses. You put your details in, you press purchase, it's a credit card purchase through Stripe, and then you've got the course attached to your username and password for, as a place to go and come from. So it's definitely something that you can, you can do a little bit, you know, over a week or over two weeks, pace yourself, and it's not something that ever finishes. So we do add posts from time to time to those courses as we think of new things and add new things to the courses. So you just buy it once and you can come back to it at any time. So fantastic courses, fantastic offer. We're gonna email out the recording as we do with every webinar to everybody that registered. So I think we had about 150 people register for this particular webinar. So we'll email everybody the recording so you can watch it when you get time. Um, I'll look forward to seeing you in the next webinar in between times. Please, if you've got any questions or if you're challenged by anything, I would prefer that I helped you to clear any blockages. It's what I'm good at. Uh, it's what I'm here for. So if I can help you clear any blockages with a LinkedIn post, you know, with, with a comment, you know, if you LinkedIn message me um, or if you call our head office, if you're absolutely desperate, call through to the best practice head office and ask to get hold of me and I'll help you. That's what I'm here for. 
It's what I love doing. It's what I'm really passionate about. Helping you guys understand. Keep it really simple. Um, make it easier for yourself. More importantly, make it easier for everybody around you so everyone's engaged with your management systems. I want to see people like you know, like this stuff and love this stuff because we've got a great opportunity to help your organizations grow and improve into the future by keeping it really simple, keeping it real, and focusing on what really matters. Okay, we've got a question, one more question. Hello, um, does anyone have, oh, sorry, um, how do we engage you to do an audit? Uh, too easy, um, send me a message. Um, you want me specifically, because I'm not a very good auditor. I talk too much, but um, how do you engage us here at Best Practice? You basically, um, you just send us an inquiry, call us here at the office um, or send us a message and we can talk through your specific, your, your specific requirements. So um, yeah, definitely, um, um, oh, hello Amanda. Um, yes, yeah, so, so definitely um, just give us a buzz here at the office if you're in Australia or send us a message through one of our services if you're outside of Australia and we can organize to talk through exactly what you guys need and we can help with. Uh, too easy. So um, uh, any other questions? I'm not in a rush. Okay, so from now on I'll move across and I'll sit in front of our website and I will um, I'll manage our live chat and I'll go and have a look at that and also the best practice Facebook page. So if you like Facebook and you like sending messages on Facebook or LinkedIn, I'll keep all the things open and running and if you've got questions, whatever's easy for you, just, just tell me what's, whatever's easy for you guys I'll work around that and, uh, and I'll make it help uh, with any questions between now and then through over the next month. So look out for uh, Certified. It's got all the upcoming webinars. I think, is there buttons on the Training Academy for the next webinar yet? No. Okay, so over the next week, we'll also put uh, the registration buttons up for next month's webinar. They're all planned. Uh, I'll just quickly, while I've got everybody, let me find the page. I'll tell you what they are. They're all planned out. We've got, um, so we've got uh, on the 13th of June, we're going to go over some management systems, software and databases. So there are things like Lucidity, uh, we'll, we'll probably go over Lucidity. Um, we'll have a look at websites and that sort of stuff. We'll talk about what hot's, what's hot and what's not. Um, there's no paid part of that process. I'm just going to look at the ones. I'm going to ask my assessors what's hot and what's not out in the marketplace, what they've been looking at and using. There's a couple of software packages that are growing in popularity. Uh, so we'll have a look at those and how they're helping people. That's the 13th of June. Uh, the 11th of July, uh, the clear picture of organizational performance. I'm gonna double down on how to actually look at graphs and performance and KPIs and monitoring and measurement. And what I might do for that one, it's not fully planned out yet because it's still in July. I'm gonna pre-record that one because that particular week I'll be on holidays. I will monitor the comments, but I'll pre-record the video. Uh, but So if you've got anything you want me to specifically cover in any of these, when you see them advertised, put your questions in early and I'll get them covered. So I'll answer questions in that webinar, but the, the video bit will be pre-recorded. Um, the 8th of August, how to set uh, targets and objectives. The 5th of September, we're gonna go over, uh, again, uh, some of these common elements. So. Um, we'll talk in more specifically. So I'm getting some LinkedIn messages already. Thank you. So I'll, I'll cover those. Um, so that's the next one, two, three, four webinars at this stage. So um, uh, that'll cover the next four months. So and then the year will be almost over. So let's not think about that right now. Okay. Uh, thank you, everybody. Um, I love doing this stuff. Um, I'm very passionate about helping your organisations. So I'd love to hear your comments. Uh, if you've got any comments, 
either direct messages to me or comment against this webinar of successes you've had from the guidance we've given you. We'd love to hear about that because it's often a very silent feedback when I'm looking at a webcam and I've got lights and everything going on. Uh, so if you've had success or something we've done for you has really helped, let us know, comment below, that'd be great. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, uh, and more importantly, YouTube. The YouTube channel's got uh, something like 450 videos in it now, all sorted into playlists that you can follow and share. If you thought about somebody in this webinar and you thought, gee, I wish that person has heard this, could hear this message or see this, share it with them. You've got the link, send them, work out what the timestamp is where I said that thing that you want them to hear and anyone that you thought about, work out what the timestamp is on the video, send them the link and say, hey, watch the five minutes from this point to this point. Make sure you give them some context about what you, why you were thinking about them and why you think it's important. So don't just say, hey, watch this two minutes of Kobe's rant, because it might be out of context for them. But So give them some context um, and then, uh, then share it with them, because that's what these videos are for. They're recorded, they're captured, so the message is always there and you can keep coming back to them in exactly the same ways I'm encouraging you guys to do with your procedures. So thanks everybody. Keep improving every day. Think about what you'd like from us from here at Best Practice and we'll try and get that into a video. And I'll see you next time right here next month. And if not before, every couple of days on our YouTube channel. Bye for now. Keep improving every day. This has been Kobe Simmon. I'm the CEO here at Best Practice. Thanks very much.